Hey mamas, and welcome back for another episode with Moms with Moms. Moms offering mom support with moms on microphones. For those of you who are new here, we talk about taboo things in pregnancy, postpartum, and parenthood. And as always, make sure we got our little cup and we're ready to drink because we're about to have a best event session. As you guys can see, I'm still drinking tea. I'm still pretty congested. Uh, I have no fever, no sore throat, just a little mild congestion. So I have Victoria here with me, and Victoria and I have known each other, ew, it's going to be, it's over 10 years. It's <laughs> a long time. <laughs> Holy crap, we're old. <laughs> so Victoria and I went to high school together, and you were a grade under me, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think we did some sports together, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and then we interned together after high school. I was going to say, didn't court. we intern? I knew mm-hmm. we did. I'm like, wait mm-hmm. a minute, I talk to her afterwards um <laughs> so that was an interesting experience I definitely mm-hmm. knew after that I did not want to be a lawyer I don't know me too <laughs> oh okay. yeah uh-huh it was a really good experience like I really enjoyed it I just yeah not for me yeah it was very eye-opening <laughs> <laughs> that it was that it was I knew we had something else I'm like I knew I saw her outside of high school but I don't yeah. remember what it was mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if it was like Farrick or something substantial <laughs> <laughs> clearly it was something more substantial than barrack i'm sure i've seen you on barrack but okay so what are three things that our listeners should know about you before we get started let's see um well i'm a mom of three so i've been through it <laughs> um six years ago is when my youngest was born or my oldest was born and then i have a now one-year-old um all boys so boy mom all the way (laughs) so very interesting being a boy mom um what else uh so I'm actually a social worker I think you're in school for social work too right so I graduated last year so um I actually work at our high school as a social worker so I'm full circle (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious yeah um and I watch a lot of bluey that's what my kids love. So I'm a big Bluey fan. I'm planning a Bluey birthday party. So. For which one? The one-year-old? For, for my four-year-old. Well, almost four-year-old. He'll be four next week. Oh. So. Are you um are you glad that you had all boys? Or are you like, eh, I wish I had a girl? I don't know what I would have done if I had a girl. Because I'm just so used to boys and like boy things. And I don't know. I think it would have threw me for a whole loop if my second or my third was a girl. That probably love because you've been like, oh crap, what do I do here? Yeah. So like I'm sad some days that I don't have a girl, but other days I'm like, I'm glad they're all boys. <laughs> well, it'll be nice when like they start dating because then you can get that pe- like that fix. You don't have to deal with the attitude of a girl mm-hmm. and the fighting back and forth. You can do like, oh, I'm going to go take your girlfriend shopping um, yeah. and I'm going to do this with her because I want to. <laughs> <laughs> So that'll be nice. Yeah. And I have nieces too. So uh, that helps fill in that little little void of not having my own girl. Perfect. <laughs> um, in my last episode, it was funny. I was talking to the girl. And you're, you're not like me. You're not dramatic. You're very chill. You're very calm, cool, collect. I said to the lady, I said, mm-hmm. I cannot have a girl because I'm enough drama. So you bring in <laughs> another girl, it's going to be even more drama. We can't do that here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so let's dive into it. 
like I know we talked about a couple of different things and you said you've had three kids so you've experienced pregnancy postpartum and parenthood basically already for six years with these three different kids now when you had your third life kind of was different for you and things kind of happened that were um not what you were anticipating so tell us from like the beginning like when you knew let me not even say tell us why the third was different from your other two okay uh so literally as soon as he came home it was like hmm he looks really angry right like I don't know if that's normal but I know like head shifts and all that stuff can happen like coming through the canal and all that stuff so I'm like yeah we'll just forget about it right now and like the nurse says nobody said anything anyway so it's like I'm not gonna worry about it right now like third time mom like I don't want to worry about the small things if it's a small thing or whatever um and he ended up having like a heart murmur anyway so I was like more focused on that because that was something that he said oh he's got this like we need to investigate it more so it was like okay let's focus on that um so a couple weeks goes by um I'm still like "Hmm." still looks a little angry like nothing's really changing with this head shape like what's going on right but I'm still like I'm not really gonna worry about it too much right now like we'll see what happens we'll give it a month and then I'll like be more concerned so month comes around he has his like heart murmur and stuff like his murmur's fine so I'm like oh there like I don't have to worry about that now but I'm Mm -hmm. like but this head something's wrong with his head shape like I don't know what's going on right so I start doing some googling um and my mom mentioned it too she's like doesn't he look a little like a little off to you like he looks not quite right I don't know um so we did some googling and we found some like possibilities right so and they're like big words like I'm like oh my gosh what is this like I really hope he doesn't have this because I can't even say this word um so we were thinking like it looks like he has craniosynostosis. Like it's where the brain or the skull fuses. Um, there's like I think like seven different kinds. Um, but the kind that he looked like he had was like the metopic, which is one of the more rare ones. Um, so a lot of kids that have it, they'll have like sagittal, which means their skull's like elongated. So it's really noticeable. So like if a doctor didn't notice that, we'd be like, "What's going on here? Like how did you not notice that?" Yeah. Um, the metopic one uh comes like the forehead comes to like a triangle uh like from the overhead like you can see it literally came to a point i was like i think this is what he has right um but so you know he had doctor, a- so. right i'm not so i'm like well i'm not gonna worry about it too much like i was doing some research and whatnot and it says like surgery is the option to correct it um but there's like all different things, which I can get into in a little bit. Uh, so I was like, I'll wait till his two month appointment since he was already like a little over a month at this point anyway. So I was like, I'll wait till his two month appointment and I'll bring it up to the doctor. So that's what I did. So I was like researching and stuff up until then, of course, giving myself tons of anxiety. Like, what am I going to do if he really does have this? So like, oh my gosh, like my third kid, I haven't had anything like this happen with my other kids. So how am I going to get through this? Um, so I go to the appointment. And I bring it up to the doctor and she's like, I don't know. I don't really see it. Like, how did you come up with this? Like, and I was like, well, to be frank, I Googled it, but I'm still like concerned. And she's like, well, typically when we see these things, like we do like a wait and see approach to see like if there's any issues that come of it, if there's any delays, if the head shape gets worse or whatever. And I'm like, well, I don't want to wait. Like, I want to get it checked out and get it confirmed if it is this or not. So I know what my options are and what I can do next, right? Uh, 
so they ended up referring us to a neuro well neurology first they messed it up they sent us to a neurologist instead of a neurosurgeon but we got that sorted out <laughs> so when he was about i want to say like four months old he had his first appointment literally get into the room with the doctor and they're like oh yeah he's got metabolic sinistosis like a hundred percent i was like oh okay well that makes me feel better knowing that like i had it right right um now the doctor that you went to was this like the same doctor that you had for your other two yes. or was it a different doctor same pediatrician yeah um, so and she's usually really doctor. good, so I don't want to, like, knock her and say, like, she's not yeah. a good doctor. She's usually, like, on top of things. Like, the heart murmur, she heard his first appointment. She's like, I'm sending you to a cardiologist right now to get that checked out. So I'm not, I don't want to say, like, she's terrible or anything. It's just not something I don't think she was familiar with. Um, yeah. I was like, I'm not waiting and seeing, though, because it can cause, like, a lot of issues. Like, it can cause blindness. It can cause developmental delays, um, cranial pressure. So, like, the brain, like, really bad headaches and stuff. Like, there's so many yeah. things that can come from it. So I'm like, I don't want to wait for my kid to, like, experience those things and then be like why didn't i do anything about it um so yeah so four months old he had his ct scan they confirmed it um and there was a few different options too for the craniosynostosis like surgery wise uh i'm sorry my dog's going crazy because my husband just got home <laughs> um so there's a couple different options so he went to Syracuse, which was just the closest for us for where we live. Um, and I, when doing the research, there's like two different options for surgery. So there's the endoscopic where since his head goes through a triangle, they would literally just take out that point. And then he would have to wear a helmet for like up to a year or so. Um, Syracuse doesn't do that surgery though. So if we were going to do that, we would have had to go to like Boston or Albany or Rochester or whatever. And typically doctors only want to do it until four months old. So it's like a really like beginning surgery but I was like doing the research and I'm like do I want to make him wear a helmet for a year do I want to have to go back and forth do all those appointments um there's a chance that the surgery won't work that it won't correct the head shape and whatnot and with the metopic the eyes are close together and sometimes it corrects the eyes with the helmet sometimes it doesn't so I'm like sometimes kids need a second surgery anyway so I'm like I'd rather not have to go through all of that when I'm already stressed out enough um with everything that's going on anyway uh so the second surgery the one that we ended up going with they usually do after six months so between six months and a year um our doctors did it like right at the six month mark anyway um he was like six and a half months I think when they scheduled it uh, so that one, they do like a full, like, take the skull, like, zigzag, open the skull, take it apart, like, child cut it and stuff and like totally yeah. reconstruct it. Um, and then stitch them back up and whatnot. Um, so that's the one that we ended up going with and like reading on it. I'm like, this is going to be so scary. So it's like stressful to be in the hospital with them and like watch them go yeah. through this because um I joined a couple support groups after like I got the confirmation that he had the diagnosis and I'm like I need to know what we're getting into with all this so it was just so nice to have all these people that have gone through like the same exact thing as you and being like I can ask questions or I can just like look at pictures so I know what to expect and I think that helped a lot um in the end uh so yeah so six months old he had the surgery actually today I was looking at the calendar I was like oh it's six months post-surgery today how funny um that is really funny yeah it's crazy so um the night before surgery we stayed at the ronald mcdonald house which was like really nice to be able to do that yeah. um so we didn't have to like drive to syracuse at five o'clock in the morning because he had to be there i think by like 
six thirty or seven or something. So I was like, that wouldn't have been fun. Um, and he had to fast, so I couldn't breastfeed him after like I think it was like midnight or something. So I was like, I really hope he sleeps all night because I don't want to have to like be like, sorry, buddy, I can't feed you, you know. Um, so I was not excited about that, but thankfully he slept all night. Um, he was a little cranky when he woke up because I couldn't give him boob. So he was like, what's yeah. going on? I'm used to this. Like, what the heck? Um, packed up Brown for the hospital. Uh, they did, like, all the testing and stuff they had to do. Checked him out. Um, it was really hard when they took him away, though. I was, like, about to crash him like my baby. They're, like, strolling him away. And he didn't want to leave me. And he was, like, already sad and everything. I was like, oh, this is so hard. Um, and then just the waiting. The waiting was so hard like in the waiting room i think his surgery in total like they took him back at like 8 or 8 30 and he wasn't done until 4 30. so that whole time <laughs> yeah the whole time we're in the waiting room like every hour they will call us and give us an update and i'm like panicking every time i'm like i hope this is a good update i hope this is a good update um Wait, and i had to pump so too you, you <laughs> gave your baby away at 8 30 mm -hmm. in the morning yeah. for this intensive surgery to not have your baby back till 4 30 I would be going nuts <laughs> yeah it was not fun thankfully um my mom and my mother-in-law came to like hang out with oh, us God. in the waiting room so we like played board games and talked and stuff so it helped it go by a little bit better <laughs> but I was stressed that whole time like I was probably shaking <laughs> the whole time just yeah. like I really hope he's good I know before I interrupted you rudely you said you had a pump too were you yeah. um pumping before or were you just exclusively breastfeeding i was pretty much exclusively breastfeeding except for like when i was at work i'd have to pump um yep. but i produce a lot <laughs> so i like every two hours i had to go pump during the day and thankfully like they were really good about it they stored it all so i was able to take it home at the end um oh, good. but it was like not fun like i'm like i hope they don't call me when i'm in a pump session here <laughs> like i had to go in one of the rooms and like lock myself in there because they didn't have a spot like on that floor and i was like i want to go all the way up to like whatever floor it was for the pumping room i was like i'd rather just be here in case anything happens um and then so seven eight hours later they call us and say oh he's good he's in recovery like he did well um when they have the cvr surgery that's what's called cranial vault reconstruction they usually need like a blood transfusion and stuff so all that stuff happened we're like okay we're ready to see him they brought us up to the picu when we'll like we were like with him but oh my gosh seeing him for the first time after that it was like heartbroken it was like my poor baby <laughs> like i just want to hold you and snuggle you he was like knocked out cold anyway so like he wasn't yeah with it but he had his head all bandaged up his eyes were like swollen oh he didn't even look like my kid i was like are you sure this is my baby he doesn't even look he like didn't switch my baby <laughs> yeah um so he was in the picu for one night as soon as he woke up he was like screaming and i was like oh my gosh because the pain and everything so they gave him morphine um and he just wanted to nurse literally for hours hours and yeah. hours so I literally like stumbled him the whole time that I was in the hospital with him because that's all he wanted and I'm like I get it I would want that too <laughs> like um well, so that was pretty much my hospital state yeah and he didn't want to sleep um like in the crib on his own but I was like mom needs some sleep right like I need a little bit of sleep buddy give me a couple hours um but the nurses were amazing anyway and like they gave him the meds as he needed him and 
helped me get him into my arms because he was all hooked up to cords in the picu. Like, I don't want to touch it because I don't want to disconnect anything. Um, yeah. So that was a little bit of a struggle. And I had, like, a male nurse for the whole night shift. And, like, he saw a little bit more than he probably wanted to. But, but he was great. So they were all great. Um, then the next day he went down to just the general floor and he was there, I think like three days total and we got to go home. Oh, he was great. Like recovery was fine. Like I was all worried, like can't let him hit his head or anything. Cause of course when he had it, he was like starting to get ready to crawl and sit up and everything. I was like, of course you are. <laughs> so it was perfect. like, protect the head, protect the head. Um, but he healed really, really well. Uh, like no issues or anything he's had all great follow-ups and whatnot like no other issues have come of it so like we're at the other side and I'm like oh it's over thankfully um like he gets follow-ups with the plastic surgeon and whatnot for like a few years just to make sure like he's good and whatnot um okay. and there's some like possibility he might need a second surgery if it ever like went back to the way it was but it doesn't look like it's going to or sometimes they have to like fill in where the bone doesn't grow back um, but hopefully nothing too major. Like it's been pretty smooth fingers crossed since then. And he has his like next follow up next month, but he's been doing great. So I'm glad like we're on the other side of things. So do you, I know you had like all the different options of what you could do. If you would have to go back and do it again, would you still make the same decision that you made? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, thinking back on it, and I was like, if I did the endoscopic surgery, and I, he would have still probably been in a helmet right now. And I'm like, there's no way. There's no way I could have done that. Like, I just love, like, snuggling him and giving him kisses on his head. Just, like, in general, like, I wouldn't have been able to do that. And the helmet, they wear, like, 23 hours a day. And I'm like, there's no way I can have my kids head for one hour a day. So it was, like, a little selfish on my part, I will say. Like, it was more reasons for me than for him. But, too, like, I just didn't want to risk having to have the second surgery, like, even more than we would with this one that we did go through. Well, and they say when they're that young, they're more resilient to, like, pain oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think doing it younger is probably better because he's not going to remember he had to have a surgery. Nope. He's going to have no clue. <laughs> Other than, like, the little scar, but, like, you can barely see it anyway because his hair covers it, so... So he'll be golden. He, it'll be a cool scar when he decides to shave his head. He can be like, oh, yeah. yeah, I had a cool surgery when I was little, guys. Mm -hmm. I've seen some <laughs> kids, like, the parents will post their pictures in the group, and it looks so cute. <laughs> like, like, it's so strange to think that, like, a scar looks cute, but it does. Like, the way they cut the hair off. Like, if you want to show it off, bud, feel free. That's your choice, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, does he, he didn't have to wear a helmet at all then, right? Because he had the surgery? Yeah. That's so really nice. Good. Like after the surgery, they just do the follow up and then basically just charge him and say he's good to go. Uh, okay. And like realistically, he's supposed to be able to do anything a normal kid could do. So like playing sports and whatnot. Um, the mom side of me that was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't think I can let him play football or anything like super high contact. But I'm like, yeah. if the doctors say it's okay, though, you really want to, I guess. But I'm just going to be in panic mode the whole time. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's scary. Mm -hmm. Like, what could happen? Like, what are the, um, what are the potential dangers of this? Like, what are the negative side effects? Like, if he were to play football and hit his head? So, I yeah. mean, really, like, same thing with, like, any kid, I guess. Like, you could get, okay. like, concussions and whatnot. It's just sometimes, depending on how the 
bone grows back like if it doesn't fill in as much as it could be it just could be more prone to like side effects that any kid could get from playing like high contact sports um so not really too much of a difference just the mom you is a little bit more nervous than yeah with your yeah two kids mm-hmm. so how did your other two respond because it was your youngest so they probably like yeah. saw all of it and they're the a whole bit thing yeah, yeah so, so they can see these things mm-hmm. so like from the moment we found out that he was gonna have to have the surgery we kind of like prepared the kids right like okay like yeah. henry we're gonna go away for a few days and henry's gonna come back it's gonna look a little different and like we gotta be careful with his head and stuff you know because he's having a big surgery right um yeah and they're like okay yeah that's fine whatever and then still to this day my six-year-old asked me he's like did I ever have a surgery like Henry did when I was a baby? And I'm just like, nope, just Henry. Henry's the only one that had to have surgery. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so they're like, whatever. Um, it was hard, though, because they wanted to love on him, like, as soon as we got home. And we're like, guys, you got to give him some space. Like, he's got to heal. Yeah. Like, he might be his happy self, because he was, like, they do bounce back, literally. Like, in the hospital, he was fine. After, like, two days, a little bit, like, he was a little off still, but he was, like, get me out of this place i'm ready to go home let's go yep. <laughs> um but like the hardest part i think for him probably was that he couldn't see for like a good week because the eyes fall up from them like messing with all the stuff so like he well, couldn't yeah. see like anything so like in the group i was like what do i bring with me to like make him feel like he's home because obviously he's gonna be in the hospital for like three four days he's not gonna know what's going on he can't see anything yeah um so I brought, like, his favorite toys and stuff. And he was, like, fine with that. But I was, like, I can't imagine going, like, a week or so and just not being able to see anything. <laughs> like, what's going on around me? Right? Like, and I feel, I mean, again, I guess it's better that he is so little because he can't really, like, I mean, it's not like they can see that far anyway. Right, Sorry, little yeah. six-month-old babies. Like, your, <laughs> your vision is really not that great. So, yeah, yeah. so I guess, I mean, it, it's probably just like, oh, crap, I'm a baby baby now. I'm back to being a newborn where I can't see shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's very, it's very interesting. Like, you, you talk about it, too, like, so freely and so okay. I couldn't imagine going through that. Like, you, you seem like, yep, I did this. It's good. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's great. Like, you're like, yep, yeah. I'm cool. In the moment, like, though, I was definitely not okay. <laughs> My mom would text like, me, like, every few days, like, are you sure you're good? Like, this is a lot to take in. Well, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I had my moments. Like, I definitely had a few cries. Like, was it something that I did? Because there's really no known cause for this. Um, There's some, like, genetic stuff, but um, we haven't had the genetic testing yet because it's like three years backlogged. Um, but there's no other symptoms or anything that would like make me think it's a genetic thing. And nobody else in our family has ever had anything like it. Um, but yeah. there's like so many things that people think like, oh, this might cause it. Like the mom being too small. I'm like, I'm small, like compared to like, the average person, right? So I'm like, was it me? But then I'm like, I had two other kids though. And nothing happened to them. But he was my biggest. So I'm like, maybe it was just like, he ran out of room in there. I don't know. <laughs> uh or it could be, like, if you took, sometimes take certain medication. Like, somebody posted the other day, like, oh, I saw a trial. Like, if you took Benadryl during your pregnancy, like, it could cause this. Not that I took any. But, I'm like, it could have literally been anything. But it's just, like, that mom guilt. Like, was it something that I did? Could this have been prevented? Mm-hmm. And I got to remind myself, like, there's literally no known cause for this. So. No. And, like you said, like, it didn't happen to the other two. So, mm-hmm. if it was something that was essentially your fault which obviously it's not but like you can't help that your body's too small that's not your problem that's not your fault yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blame nature. It's mm-hmm. nature's fault. <laughs> but it didn't happen to the other two. So I don't feel like it's even, no, no, that's yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. Don't blame yourself at all. No. Wow. So with the support groups, how many did you join? I'm sure you probably try to find as many as possible. I joined, so I only joined a couple. So I joined, like, there's one that's literally just, like, every kid, like, if you had cranial stenosis, you can join this group. Like, we're a support group. I think there's, like, 22,000 or more people in that group. Oh, um wow. Yeah, because it's run by, like, an actual, like, craniosynostosis, like, organization, and they post a lot of information and stuff, um, and they also had a group that was, like, just metopic craniosynostosis, so, like, I could go through that group, and, like, I never really posted, I don't think I posted any questions in the group, but it was a lot of, like, searching and just, like, reading yeah. and just knowing that there's people out there, like, if I do need somebody to talk to, like, there's thousands of people that have been through the same thing, um, so, like, and I do that for, like, anything going on. Like, there must be a Facebook group for this. I'm going to look, look at it and see what I can find. So, those were a couple of good ones that, like, I joined. And they've definitely been helpful. Even still, like, I still look at the stuff yeah. on there. So, I'm like, I don't know what the roadhead looks like. Because there could still be something that pops up down the road that could be related to his diagnosis. But um, it's just nice. And, like, also, I offer support to other parents that are going through the same thing. Like if it's something that I went through myself, I can comment on that post and be like, Hey, this is what I did in the situation or whatever. So it's nice to be able to have that community. It's a separate Facebook page called the Cranial Care Bears. um, And they will like, you just have to request the package. If your son or daughter or whatever is having surgery, you say like, this is their surgery day. This is the hospital. This is how old they are. Um, And they'll send you a care package. So Mm-hmm. I wish I had some of it with me. I'd show you. But come, so they send you like for mom or dad, like shampoo, like Tylenol, chapstick, whatever you might need in the hospital, and then like some toys and stuff for the baby. Um, they gave us a zip up uh, sleeper because with the head the way it was, like there was no like you're not going to be able to pull clothes or do anything. So he was in sleepers for a lot um, for a while after that because I was like, I don't want to touch his head. <laughs> I'm worried like as it is like I had to like clean it and whatever, but I didn't want to touch it like if I didn't have to. Um, so they sent like a sleeper. They sent so their cute little bear logo. They gave us like a crinkly toy, which I'm like gonna put in his keepsake box for like ever because yeah. it's so cute. And I'm like, this is just like a nice reminder. Um, and then like you have the option to get like a prayer chain if you want, um, if you're like religious or whatever, to hang like over the crib in the hospital. Um, so like they do that for free, or like you can pay six dollars and get like more stuff, which I did because I was like. I'll pay six dollars. It goes to you guys anyway. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and they also do a walk. So we did the walk, and I think we did it in October. It's like a virtual five k, um, to like raise money for them to be able to send care packages out to everybody. Mm-hmm. So we did that. Um, and that was a lot of fun. They give you medals and stuff. So it's like a great group just to Aww. support kids that have to go through that and just to get a little something nice in the mail. Where like we got it literally the day we were leaving to go out to Syracuse. So it was like, oh great, like a nice little like send off to go bring him for his surgery. So um I love that. That's really nice. What are like three things that you wish you knew or you would want to tell another mom that's going through the same exact situation that you went through? The first thing I would say is be your baby's advocate. Like we're the voice for our kids. And like, I'm a quiet reserved person. I don't usually speak up about things like that's not my nature, but I'm like, if you're going to tell me we're going to wait and see about my kid, like, no, we're not having that. Like mama bear came out like, no, give me the referral. 
Um, so definitely being your kid's voice and being your own voice too. Like if you need something, like I had days where I reached out to my mom and said, like, I'm yeah, I need to talk. Like I I have a lot going on in my head with what's going on. Yeah. So like let's talk. So just like using your own supports too. Um, joining groups, like if you have if your kid has a medical diagnosis, I guarantee you there's a group for that. Um there's so many, so many groups out there. Uh, and one other thing is don't be hard on yourself. Don't put the guilt on you because it's not your fault at the end of the day. And I think you made like the right choice, like just hearing the things that could have happened and the things that if you didn't do this one, like this is what could be a result of it. Mm -hmm. I think that for your family, you made the right choice. I mean, obviously I don't want to if anybody's listening to this and like they've done a different route and they've had a kid who's had the same diagnosis, I'm not saying that your choice was wrong, but for your standpoint and your feelings and your family, it sounds like you made the best choice, mm -hmm. which obviously means you're a great mom. So <laughs> kudos to you. And like, like you said, you, I've never known you someone to speak up about something. Like, even if something like a teacher, you don't disagree, like you disagree with a teacher, like you just, you accept it, you accept mm -hmm. it the way it is and you are a quiet person. So the fact that you, stood your ground and you said no like you are doing this referral for me yeah, yeah it's just it's really it's really cool to see like that mom side of you and like you did you put your son first and you said yeah. no this is what I want and it probably was like reassuring that you weren't crazy that you were yeah. correct oh yeah it was like so refreshing to go into that neurosurgeon appointment and the doctor literally looks at me she's like yeah <laughs> like this is it you're right and she's like, you knew that all by yourself? And like, yeah, I did. It was just so, so validating to know, like, I wasn't yes. going crazy all these months. Like, my kid, not that I wanted something to be wrong with him, but, like, knowing no. that, like, I wasn't going crazy. Was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that if um, this happened to your first, do you think you would have had as much knowledge and done as much work of researching and stuff as you did because with your first I mean you don't know what's normal and what's not mm -hmm. I feel like I would have been worse like I would have been googling from the second he was born like why does my kid's head look like this oh because that's how I was as a first time mom I was like every little thing I'm like I need to know what's going on um and I think like by the second I was like okay like I know kind of what to expect and like I'm not gonna rush to the hospital for something that I can handle at home or I can call the doctor for because I did that a lot with my first it was like ER we're going to the ER I don't know what's going on um and then by my he just threw me for a whirlwind with the third because I was like oh I got this like I can be a laid back mom like I know what I'm doing by now and then I'm like no not right something's not right here <laughs> you're right wait a minute um here comes the googling <laughs> that's funny in your ass in your like story like you didn't listen to your doctor and you're like no 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 still give me that referral yeah and that happens so much like reading the stories in that group like so many doctors kind of brush it off and like there's nothing wrong with your kid and the parent has to be like no like i need you to look into this please so it's not like it's something why. that happens a lot hmm? i wonder why i wonder why it's like that way i think it's just not a well-known like it's pretty rare like i think it's one in two thousand kids are born with it so it's like a more rare thing um which yeah. is funny though because i've met in person two people that have it like yeah so i actually over the summer when he was still like he still had the fresh scar and everything and me and my mom and the other kids were at um like we go to the farm days in the summer so we were at one of the farms and this mom comes up to me and she's like 
does your son have craniosynostosis? And I was like, yeah, why? And she's like, my daughter has it. Um, and she's like, she's got the zigzag scar and everything. And I was like, how funny, like literally a couple weeks after he had his surgery and I already met somebody else like in person. Um, and my husband went to school with um, somebody that had the surgery. And one of my cousins actually, like one of her daughters had the surgery as a kid. So I was like, it's rare. But it's so funny to know, like, other and people have had people. it. Like, not the same type as him, but still craniosynostosis. I feel like that's something that should probably, like, maybe just from what you said, is, like, maybe pediatricians should do more research and have, like, a specific training on. Mm -hmm. um, to sit there and be like, okay, like, this is the potential of what it could be. I'm going to give you a referral no matter what. Because it would just, I don't know, I think it would save a lot of anxiety for a lot mm -hmm. of parents who are like I think this is what they have and then they can yeah. go get that referral and be told yes or no right so. or the parents that don't know any better at all like they don't recognize that there's something wrong with the head shape and it just yeah. gets unnoticed until they're like one two and like they're starting to have these issues and then they might get that referral just to see if there's anything neurologically going on and then they're like oh yeah you have craniosynostosis by that point, the poor kid, like, knows, like, to have that surgery. Like, I can't imagine being an older kid having that surgery. I was going to say, imagine, like, a one-year-old or a two-year-old having that surgery and going through that. Mm -mm. They aren't mellow. I mean, not that six-month-olds are mellow, but they're usually pretty, pretty more chill. Yeah. And I could just picture, like, a one-year-old or a two-year-old going off the rocker. Like, they're going to mm -hmm. be so annoyed sitting in this little spot and not yeah. having to go anywhere for three days. Mm -hmm. Oh my no! And, the and not being able to see on top of that because, like, they're really gonna notice, like, not having their eyesight for a week or so. Oh God, it's not funny. We shouldn't. No, I, it's not. <laughs> I'm just glad I wasn't in that position. <laughs> Let's do the surgery as early as possible, so like, easier, easier. Well. And that's it's interesting too because I bet you there's probably some parents who are like, yeah, no, I want to wait and see mm -hmm. if it happens. And again, that's fine if that's your choice. Um, I don't know if I could wait. I think I'm with you. I think I would have to do it ASAP. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't imagine like knowing that there's something wrong with your kid and your yeah. doctor being like, no, 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 no. I'm not worried. Okay, but mm -hmm. I am. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the mom. I am. So you're going to do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Thank you so much, Victoria, for joining us. I don't, do you have anything to drink? Do you have a water bottle or anything? I have a water. <laughs> water. <laughs> I was going to have my like actual tumbler. Um, but my son, we had a thing at the school earlier and they give him like a snack and a water bottle. And I'm like, I'm stealing that water bottle because I'm going to be thirsty <laughs> after talking for an hour. So. <laughs> Well, let's cheers with your little your little kitty water. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag mom life right there is like true yeah. fashion. Fruit snacks, pouches. I don't. I don't care. Crust <laughs> of the sandwiches. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm keeping you over the hour. No, it's okay. Go to <laughs> It's nice to have a mom vent session anyways. <laughs> Which is perfect. This is exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so mamas, if you like this episode and you want to see more, subscribe and hit the like button. If you have any questions or you're not really familiar with this diagnosis, hit the comments below and I'll get as much information for you as I possibly can. 
or if you want to follow anything related to postpartum, pregnancy, or parenthood, my Instagram and my Facebook are right here. And if you just want a TikTok full of my daily life and basically my journal and diary, my TikTok is right here. And also, if you want to be on the show, please reach out into my emails or DM me on Facebook or Instagram or really anything. I am open to having anybody on. And if you have a story to share and you want to connect with another mom, please reach out. As always, mamas, I hope you survive and thrive because that's moms. That's what we do. See you next week. Bye, besties.